Hello, and you're listening to The Zone of Hot Truth, a weekly podcast by four aspiring DMs where we talk about our experiences, opinions, and hot takes in supposedly 15 minutes. I'm Kevin, and the rest of the party's going to say their names in three sentences or less. I'm Eric, and I can't see why the kids like cinnamon toast crime. It's the spiral cinnamon on it. I'm John. I was going to say, you got to give your name, John. We have one job, name and respond to Eric's bullshit, and you almost ruined it. You did. What's your name? <laughs> oh fuck! I'm Grant. No, I could have sworn I said I'm Grant. God damn it! You did not. I was waiting. Welcome. And even if you did, we're editing it out. No, we're not. We all, no, it have all we stays. ever edited it anything stays. out? <laughs> when somebody says edit yeah. this out, absolutely yeah. never. Sure, exactly. <laughs> all right. So, welcome all. Our topic for today is going to be regarding uh, character flaws. So, when are they interesting, and when do they start to impede? The party. What do we think? Who wants to start us off? Eh, I don't know why words came out that way, but we're going to go ahead and go with that. I think character flaws are super interesting. I think they give people an opportunity to not just roleplay a complete superhero that has only one singular desire, which is kill the big bad evil guy. They can create some tension in that it has a driving force that's not necessarily the best mechanical or story-based interest as far as do the best thing at every point because there's this other consideration so i think in that sense yeah they bring a lot of interesting elements they they can be good and in theory there's no problem with a character having a flaw that's how you make good characters that's how you write an interesting story the problem can be where different players have differing viewpoints on what they think the party dynamic should be and therefore what their flaws are. A go-to one could be soup, like incredibly greedy. They're just trying to steal and hide every single valuable thing from the rest of the party, and it can really cause some just character, or I mean some player tension, not just character tension, which is something you want to avoid. You don't want your players at each other's literal throats because one of them is just doing something incredibly annoying. Another example could be Path passes it or path it. Wow, I can't use the English language Pacifism. today. Yes, the word John said that what someone who refuses to attack and engage in fights. It sounds interesting on the surface, and it can be if done well. But you have to trust the player to do it well if they go for traits that are more likely to cause uh, tension between the yeah. players. So it's about like it's about buying, right? So presumably you're making these characters at a presumably you're listening to us and making these characters together at session zero and at that point you should be having a conversation about what your character flaws are and when you're deciding what your character flaws are you should have the conversation with your group of hey if i build this kleptomaniac is it okay if i sometimes skim some gold off the top like where is your line uh, it's DM, is that okay with you? Because the DM is also a player that, I think, even more than the rest, has to buy into this. <laughs> so true. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Huh. So the, the through line, I think, through this, that I think all the three of you have said, is the idea that 
I don't think we've had an episode on this. So it's a the social contract, right? About like, okay, here are the things that are um, that everybody's agreed upon that are are okay to do and bring flavor to the characters, and everybody's cool with how they're going to be uh, added to the game. So here's the one thing I'll say: I <laughs> um, I think character flaws are bullshit in in Five E. Um, they they are horseshit because there's no mechanical incentive to do them, so they yes. disappear by session two. So true. Um, so yeah. So why like people are like oh. Yeah, I know it's not. It's not. This is every RPG that does not have a mechanical benefit tied to the character trait is 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 yes. those characters are are not are only going to use it when it is convenient to do so, not when a moment where the flaw is supposed to come out uh, it actually hinders their uh, gameplay mechanics. And people are like, well, I will do that, and that that okay, sure, maybe you will now. You probably won't like uh, later, or you'll forget, or the, there are all kinds of things that come about from this. So that's what I'll say regarding that. So I don't think they're interesting unless there is a mechanical thing tied to them. So I, I, I don't think and this is going to become a bit of a surprise. I don't think that's a five E problem, actually. It's not. What? Yeah. Yeah. Five E has five E has ways for the flaws to have mechanical benefits or me- mechanical um, detriments. If you if you have to pass certain saves, if you have to do certain ability checks at disadvantage, saying my character is uh, socially inept, the DM say, okay, well, you're going to have to roll whatever ability check that DMG tells you to, is whether it be persuasion or deception at disadvantage. And that's just on your character sheet. The flaw should only be negative because it's a flaw. And then you, your trait, whatever is good about your character, your virtue, um, should confer some benefit. And that way there's a little bit of, it's not just all eating the shit. My flaw yeah. is that I try too hard. That, that yeah. um, the tying a benefit to flaws is actually a really good idea. That's something some of the older school, like, video game RPGs, like uh, Fallout, the original Fallout, also did that. And I'm pretty sure they did in Fallout 2 and all the other weird ones until Bethesda bought Obsidian. Um, When you made your characters, you were allowed to take extra traits that gave you bonuses, but all of them were tied to flaws, which is a way to make them more interesting. So yeah, do you want to, just going off of Eric's example of charisma, you could label that trait introverted or something. You could have a bonus to language-based checks or skill things and that just spitballing off the top of my head something to counteract the flaw that makes it a little bit more interesting and not just seen as a well that's awful i don't want that because if you don't tie some sort of benefit i feel like a lot of players would just they would just be too afraid to use it well if they're too afraid to use it that means they were never going to actually engage with the flaw to be with. yeah i think here's the thing um i i don't fully agree with the flaw has to be negative i think it just should be something that should cause conflict right being completely altruistic is a flaw but it has you know its own sets of of conflicts it can do right like i i really have to give away this stuff i know it's going to cause some issues with the party but we can't take this gold like you know those kinds of things right and those can bring the, the conflict is what makes them they interesting because then you have uh little bits between the characters in character where they can discuss that and I think that's where it doesn't really impede the party. It causes, like, an interesting dynamic to come about. But again, there's not really a mechanical thing. So it's, I think the, the thing that Eric was mentioning regarding um, uh, giving advantage or disadvantage, sure. 
that you can do that but it's 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 still it require it's not it, unless it's something that is constantly done it's probably also going to fizzle out or like be on and off versus something that's like every time you do your trait something happens you know what i mean or like or it, it causes some immediate benefit because that's that's daunting for the dm be like ah would you get advantage or disadvantage on this um that, that i think that's one thing i don't so i sometimes don't like about 5e um but that's for another day <laughs> um one day we're going to have an episode where it's just me and John saying, guys, 5e isn't that bad, and you two will just be tearing don't want all of our it's arguments not, apart. It's not, to I, I'm here to actually, it's a good system. I'm not d hating on the system here. It's it's a good system. In, but, in this particular yeah. instance, you are not hating on the system. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I However, please yeah. listen to our other podcast. I often, oftentimes, I just say 5th edition is not the system for me. It's, it's a great <laughs> system in the sense that obviously millions of people play it, and millions of new people play it. But back to our topic of flaws, are flaws, are flaws that are detrimental to the party. We mentioned the fact of player buying and talking to other people. If, does everyone have to agree for the, the flaw to be brought to the game? If someone says, no, you know, I'm really not interested in dealing with your kleptomaniac character. Um, does that mean... I think so. Does, okay, so, so if, one if one is saying no, um, then how do you get flaws brought to the table if people are not going to want to necessarily play necessarily want to play with someone who is not going to be acting purely in the party's the party's air quotes best interest yeah cuz the answer is then if if your party can't buy into it then you're not then you're either going to either not have a flaw which i also don't think is that bad uh why why is it not that bad why is it not that bad because it's, uh, I think, the type of D&D &D that I enjoy is, like, maybe... A, the, the type of D&D &D that I enjoy running is less, uh, like, emotional and RP and more mechanical and, like, fighty and... Yeah, lifeless. <clears throat> oh, yeah, sure. My fun is worse than yours. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Oh. I've actually played. I can't no. believe I'm playing yeah. mediator. <laughs> this is a shocking role reversal. Unheard of. If, if what Kevin mentioned earlier, if flaws were in Grant actually with Fallout, if flaws were taken as like if you take a flaw, you get a trait. Um, you get if you take a negative, you get a benefit somewhere else, or you have the ability to take a benefit somewhere else. That's kind of more mechanical, less emotional, less role-playing based. Um, Please listen to our next episode on uh, character creation and uh, listen to our previous oh episode on min-maxing. Is that something you would be interested in, John? Like, would that get no. closer to your love of the the numbers? Or having the numbers? I Like, the, that is more interesting than I think it boils down to. There's You always have a... Oh, I don't know. The OCD detective, mm -hmm. uh, where you have to do certain things, but you get advantage on investigation checks, so you always end up with the smart person in your party being OCD. So I think again, that's interesting. I just you're you're going to end up in the same funnels. That's actually a good point. If you go with the mechanical benefit to a flaw route. Some people have quick turnaround of games, other people don't, but your players might come to expect the, the same thing to be there, and John's right, you could end up in a situation where even if the player 
who is being like the super smart intelligence person is a different player, they're still going to potentially fall into the same type of character because they're going to pick the same flaw trait or a flaw bonus combo. Also, we have a perfect example of uh, like somebody having a major character flaw in in this in this chat room. Eric, you're fucking Kenku. Oh, I hated didn't that. Didn't that get exhausting to play? And other players, didn't that get exhausting to deal with after about two sessions? So, like, it is wonderful on paper. It is I think it worked, but I, yeah, that's another exactly. thing. I do not think it did. I, after about, th- like, two, three sessions, I was like, man, boy, would it just be easier if this character could have a conversation with me instead of... It felt of, alien. It uh, did not feel like a human. A year ago. It did not feel like a human, but boy, was it frustrating to, like, oh, God, he's trying to talk to these people again. It's going to be pointless. I should just walk over there, despite not wanting to be a front man. I think that was the issue there, so we had no front man. Yeah. Mike Kenku had the most charisma, so there was the idea that that person goes forth. That person goes forth and then can't do anything. All right, so I think we're actually getting into our closing minutes here, so... Uh, wow. Yeah, that's a... It's life, right? So in uh, less than a less than a tweet, why don't we go ahead and say what our uh, final thoughts in the matter are regarding our character flaws? Interesting, and when do you think they may start to impede the party? I think character flaws are super interesting. They need to have a mechanical detriment. Your players should be open to taking the flaws and taking the detriments because they make the rest of the game special. They make what your your highs higher because your lows are lower. I think character flaws can be interesting if you have buy-in, but I, I don't think that they are required. You can have something in the background informing decisions and not have it be thrown in your face every session. I think it's something that should be discussed during session zero when the party is coming together, because they add a lot to the game, but they have a potential to cause problems. And therefore, you shouldn't try to force something for the sake of having one. If you have a good idea, uh, use it. If not, maybe just play off of other people. I guess my final thing that I think I would like to leave is the idea that I, I agree with actually what John is saying, that particular types of games where you want to have kind of the rich characters or, or the kinds of games where flaws, I think, become important because they introduce party conflict, right? Story conflict, not actually... PCs fighting each other. And that is how you watch characters challenge themselves and watch them grow, which is interesting to me. So you can reach us at the uh, Zone of Hot Truth on Twitter. There's a number of other means you can reach us at um, on Anchor. If you go there, find a link in the description below. Thank you for our, our listener for submitting this question. Um, it was uh, definitely interesting to uh, discuss. So last thing I'll leave you with is Thank you for listening and keep rolling those dice.